Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Hi friends, happy 2021. This is our first episode of the new year and I'm incredibly excited to kick it off by chatting with Cheryl Posick, someone I'm blessed to call a great friend and an inspiration in my own life. She's a four-time triathlete who is training for her first Ironman and host of the YouTube channel, Healthy Living Guard to Table. Thank you for joining me here today, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. So I want to kick off this episode by talking a little bit more about how Cheryl and I met. It was about four years ago and because we're both business owners, we're a part of a women's networking group and we would talk at the meetups and get together for chit chats about all things inspiration, faith, and everything in between. And in this year, we found that our friendship has gotten closer and we've created a more deeper relationship with one another and I'm very grateful for that. I've been looking forward to talking with you today, Cheryl, and sharing your light with others. Today, we'll be focusing on the power of our mornings and how to build and stick with a routine to achieve your goals in the new year. To get started, Cheryl, we talked recently about choosing our word of the year, and I'm wondering what yours is and why you picked it. Sure. So, yeah, um, I, I believe that you're, you're when you when you you know the Bible says when you seek um, for wisdom, God gives it to you, and um, so and I feel like usually your word of the year is kind of all around you, and you just don't always you know you have to kind of like take notice of it and really look for it. And, um, really, um, during my devotions, you know, I just had been asking, okay, Lord, you know, what would be my word for 2021? And I would ask the year before, because I do a preparation in between Christmas and new years of goal setting and what that's going to look like. And I was super excited to actually find a, a planner this year that, um, has on it a life compass. And I was like, so, you know, I had, thought that the Lord was really speaking to me about stewardship and how I need to be a better steward. And, you know, a lot of people think about money when they think about being a good steward, but you know, that can be all areas of your, of your life. It could be, you know, your business. Are you a good steward in your job? Are you a good steward of your health? You know, so there's a lot of just different areas. And as I was really looking into and doing the work on my goal setting for the year in this compass, it's really, it, it, you know, it deals with, you know, your personal areas, it deals with your physical environment, which means your house and your, you know, your fun and recreation and your work and learning or your business and learning, your family and relationship, health and wellness, spiritual and personal growth and your finances. The thing that kept coming up to me was the scripture, the hand of the diligent shall rule. The person who has a slack hand will come to poverty. And I sit there and I go, okay, am I successful in these areas? And if not, is it because I'm, I have a lack of diligence? And so and in many areas, I find, yes, that is the case. And I maybe mean, I wasn't a good steward or having the diligence I should have. So this definitely something I'm going to work on this year. So I, I kind of changed it. It's kind of like a quasi word of, you know, stewardship slash um, diligence for the year. And I'm pretty excited about where I'm going and what I've gotten on my goal sheet for this year for that. 
How have you found that your word of the year directs, you know, your path for the future if you've done it in previous years? So, yeah, the funny thing about um, the word of the year is um, I share mine with everybody. I don't just keep it to myself. And I think that's I found last year, my last year's word was focus and which I was so grateful for because, you know, you know, our focus could be either on the news and the negative or what the world is saying or the focus can be what what God's saying. And so every single time I would turn around, somebody was reminding me of my word of the year because I had shared it. I thought, wow, that is just it was so powerful. It was a time that it was always a such it was so timely of a time like I needed to hear oh wait my word is focused I need I'm getting stressed out about things I shouldn't be and for the most most of the year I had a, a real big piece and it was because my focus was on the Lord and I focused on those you know my scripture was you know whatever things are lovely and have a good report think on those things it was flipping four and eight and so you know that was that was huge for me to be able to like I said I think that you need to share what that is to, with others so that they can remind you of it when you need it and it, mm-hmm. it seems to always come up when you absolutely need it and while we're talking about the new year many of us are setting new goals right now to achieve and we both have found how powerful morning routines can be and how it keeps us focused in the goals that we've set. Could you talk a little bit more about what your mornings look like heading into 2021? Yeah. So, you know, I had, and I'm going to shameless plug for your make today count journal. (laughs) I just absolutely, I, it really had set a tone for me when I, when you first launched it and I got it and, you know, setting your intention in the morning is so important. You know, if you don't have a, you know, a goal, you're going to hit it every time. Mm-hmm. And I just was not setting that intention for positiveness. I was not setting my intention for gratitude and it totally like flipped my script. I, I used to do this and I, and I stopped and I really, I started being intentional about um, doing the, the journal and, you know, saying what I'm grateful for and how I'm going to recharge my because sometimes we just we just don't we our day gets away from us and we don't think about okay how am I going to set aside a time where I'm going to recharge myself even if it's just one little thing you know in, at night before bed you know just to make sure that you set time time aside for you I think is, is so key and the other thing is is the affirmation of the day I feel like that was big I used to um I used to belong to a church that did affirmations constantly and we um we would write our affirmations in the beginning of the year and that was something that we kind of spoke over ourselves which I think is very powerful because you have your ears and what you hear you know I always call it stinking thinking what you see what you hear in your head is usually stinking thinking you hear yourself more than anybody else so if it's not positive then this is something that you have to really make sure that you're changing in your thought processes and that's something that I'm instilling in this coming year and then um you know the other side where it says what's on your mind and I just was trying I was rewriting over and over every single day that goals for what I had for um the month you know my monthly goals over and over because I feel like when you not only say something but write it over and over it becomes who you are and I feel feel like that's important so this year what I've done though is um you know with what we're in the middle of right now so many of us are working from home where everybody you know you see it on social media and everybody's like oh I'm working with my pajamas on this is all good (laughs) and it is but you know um one of my focuses for the year is routine and so I'm going to be disciplined in my routines because I feel like we're a routine type people Mm -hmm. everybody needs a routine or you feel lost and you know what to do and I feel like that's where there's a lot of depression comes in is people are so used to you get up you 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 know you have maybe coffee or whatever your drink is and you jump in the shower you get ready for work and you go out the door and and you're dressed and you you know us women we put our makeup on and when you have when you take that routine away like you're almost stripping yourself of who your identity is who you are not that your work should be your 
identity, but um, I feel like you need to readdress that and make sure that you're putting something else in place so that you don't feel like, you know, oh, I'm just, I feel so frumpy. I feel, so, and then it gets, you know, that I feel like the depression comes in and people stop doing things. So what I've been, you know, I've been doing, actually, I, usually funny thing is, is I feel like in the beginning of the, or the very end of the year of December, like the last three days, what I usually do is whatever I'm going to be doing in the new year, I incorporate it then because I feel like whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve, you will be doing that the rest of the year. And so it's just it's something I heard and it just might not be true, but it just sounded real good. <laughs> so I just, so I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I jump in the shower right away and, you know, I do my savers, which um, if you've read Miracle Morning, it's silent time and affirmations and um, visualizations and exercise and reading. And so I do my savers every single morning after I, you know, I take my shower and then, you know, make sure I know, you know, I'm looking at my planner. Okay, what am I going to do today? When, I'm, when am I going to exercise? And in in this new year, I'm, I decided I'm going to exercise so I won't be showering immediately, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to exercise early in the morning so that it's later in the day and my day gets away from me and I, keep, I don't have time for doing that. I've done it and I've already, and I have, I feel like it gives me a lot more energy to do that. So I feel like having a plan for your day is so key to being able to become the best version of yourself and to not getting to that rut of, you know, I feel stuck and I don't feel like, you know, I haven't seen real people in a while or whatever you're, if you're staying home. There's so many great points that you made along the way. I was jotting down a couple notes as you were talking because in my mind, I was just thinking, yes, like everything you said, you just nailed it. And I think heading back to how we start our mornings, it really shifts not only our mindset, but our life overall too. Because when you wake up in the morning, I mean, this can be somebody's typical morning. They wake up after hitting snooze a couple times, they roll out of bed, they throw their clothes on and they're out the door. Right. So you're not really setting yourself up and your mindset up for what's to come for the rest of the day. That it's really such an intentional thing for you to wake up in the morning, whether it's 15 minutes, if you, you know, if you only have 15 minutes, if it's an hour, whatever you have. And I think that's another thing too. People can get caught up in thinking they have to spend all of this time doing this. But I mean, you can spend that time listening to a, a short podcast. You can read a book, you can meditate, whatever that looks like for you in that space, really to get yourself started on that positive note for the day yeah and I too I you know what I started doing um, and I had shared this to with you when I had first started um, your journal actually is I made the decision to wake up earlier and which was special around the time change but <laughs> I went from 515 to 415 which was hilarious but you know I feel like you know you make time for the things that you find that are important and are beneficial for you and you know I feel like waking up early um, has really helped me to you know when I do go into the office I'm up at 5 by 15 and I don't have to leave the house for another almost two hours but now I'm like okay I get I get to have my time and that's not what I was doing I was waking up at six jumping in the shower getting ready get my lunch going and I was out the door mm -hmm. and so now being intentional and getting things ready at, at night getting my lunch ready at night and I mean that's who I've always been but just even to the fact that getting my tea ready and my make sure water's in the pot, you know, everything being ready and then making sure I can come and sit and, you know, visit with my husband for a few minutes before I go to work and making sure I can read my Bible. And it's just not like, you know, get up, get ready, get dressed, shower, go, you know, it's just so more calming. And it's, I feel like I'm in control of my life, which is, we should be, we don't, we shouldn't feel like our life controls us. We should control it. You know, I used to have a pastor that says, you know, you can let life happen to you or you can let, or you can happen to it. You know, don't, he says, don't be a part of the game, change the game. 
be a game changer. And so, you know, I really always kind of put that in my mind that, okay, I need to, I need to be the one that takes charge of what I'm doing. Another thing that you mentioned while you were talking earlier was about stinking thinking, negative (laughs) self-talk. So I'm wondering what you've done, whether in 2020 or along the way to be able to shift that negative self-talk, because I think especially when it comes to our goals, people can doubt themselves thinking, I can't do it. It's impossible. You know, right now you're training for an Ironman. So what are some things that you fill yourself up with when it comes to shifting your self-talk? So I think that as you know, we've been talking about um, starting your day with intention has really helped me out with um, starting with gratitude and that that kind of shifts your mind immediately. And then after that, doing my affirmations, I've been listening to a lot of positive podcasts and a lot of, you know, YouTube videos and things like that um, on purpose every single day to make sure that, you know, even on my drive into work, I'm making sure I'm listening to something that's, you know, positive and it's not just um, the radio. I think that a lot of people just listen to the radio, it's dead airspace, but then your mind can wander onto those negative things as opposed to, you know, really filling yourself up with those positive things. This year, um, one of the things in my spiritual um, growth area on my um, life compass is um, I'm going to every single week look up a scripture that is about diligence. And, you know, and then so I'll memorize that and that would be my scripture for the week. And I'll keep on, you know, every day reviewing it and thinking about that. I feel like that is something that's just setting my attention and my thought processes of where I need to go. And I, you know, I, I see there's a lot the thing with diligence and when you see people that are really diligent in their work and the, and you can see, oh, my gosh, they're so dil- this is so true. When you see that the Bible is true, it could be true for you, too. And you just need to make sure you're applying it and um, surround yourself with some amazing people that lift you up and that don't tear you down. Um, I did a lot of sorting (laughs) of friendships, you know, and I always say, you know, you identify who that person is in your life. Um, Are they a acquaintance or are they a friend or are they a sister friend? And my sister friend circle small. And those are the people that are allowed to speak into my life. They're allowed to talk, you know, say things to me that might be hard. And um, because I know it's going to come from a place of love. And those are the people that I truly um, surround myself with instead of they're negative. And I feel like that's made a really big difference in my life. You know, I was just about to add the importance of surrounding yourself with people who cheer you on and uplift you. This is something that is incredibly important, not only to fill yourself up in life, but also to continue to keep on going with your goals as well when you share your goals with other people and like how you said it doesn't have to be you know 20 30 people it can be a small circle of people who you trust and who are there to celebrate you and that is such an important thing to have in your life to be able to find that success and achieve your goals it is and I feel like you need to really assess those people if you're if you're not if you are feeling negative and you're feeling down on yourself you need to say who is around me who is who is influencing me and, and one of the things that I'm cutting out and as a of yeah, January <laughs> right now is um, TV because even if it's something that's not negative, it can have neg- you never know you know what's in that that might you know cause you to be negative and it's something that you know you don't need to sit there and waste your way watching somebody else's life when you should be living your own. That's such an important thing right now too that I find myself doing is limiting the consumption, especially heading into you know the beginning of this year, just limiting the social media time and the television time and just being more present and enjoying that's the. Moment 
moment and you know really just taking everything in in that way and making sure that I'm filling myself up with things that serve me exactly exactly and I feel like that you know when we when you know so many times you're watching on social media and people are like oh I'm doing I'm binging Netflix and I'm like thinking that's not okay Mm -hmm. you know um how are you going to get to your goals doing that you know and again that's that diligent pattern and being a good steward of the time that you have on earth because it's limited and Cheryl so we're going to just do a little bit of a shift I know that in this year you've talked about your health and wellness goals that you've been on a a weight loss journey I I guess you would want to say in 2020 so what are some tips that you have found to be able to stay on track because you know we just navigated the holidays and that can be a tough time because there's just so many temptations so for someone who is listening who is on a health and wellness journey what have you been doing to be able to stay on course yeah so there's a couple things there's a um something i was reading and i don't i apologize i don't remember what it is it was or i listened to probably a podcast and it talks about making promises to yourself and keeping them and I think that um, the hardest part for us is um, we've broke so many promises to ourselves in the past that we don't trust ourselves. We don't think we have integrity. And so making those small changes and keeping with those small changes, even though it, no matter what it is, it could be drinking all your water for the day. Um, in the morning, I had started, um, I think in the fall, where I, I drink about 32 ounces of water right when I wake up. And that's something that I just put in place and I do it every single solitary day. And I've kept that promise to myself. Make a promise to yourself and keep in your promise. Um, getting on a, a really a good program, you know, a healthy living program, not a diet, because diets don't work. You know, you'll you'll lose the weight and you're gonna you are gonna gain them back. Um, I, I teach a 30 days to healthy living program and I love it and I live it um, 80-20. And now January, I'm going to, you know, and if I lost my weight, um, actually lost 40 pounds. And <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I have 20 more to go. And um, so, you know, I'm just doing my restart in January. I like to do a restart in January. I feel like it's a, you know, fresh start type thing. It's, you know, um, kind of do a fresh start every quarter because I, I feel like that you kind of need that um, just to reset. Okay, where am I at? What am I doing? Is it working? And um, do I need to change something? You know, you know, people feel like they need to start on a Monday and I say today's the day start today. And so, you know, I do teach that. And I feel like if some, if people really want to stay on track, they need to um, identify what their issues are. I feel like some people emotional eat and, you know, trying to find out what do I need to do differently? What can I do better? What do I, what can I change and do that? And I, I feel like if you're, again, with my TV thing, if I sit in front of the TV, I, I tend to do a boredom thing instead of, I have a list of so many things that I can be doing, even in the winter, to be doing that I don't need to be sitting in front of the TV. And that, to me, takes away that boredom and the thought process of doing that. I'm also a big one on signs. I put signs all over my house. And the one on the refrigerator says, or, is what you're doing right now getting you closer to your goal? And so, or closer or further to your goal. And so I, I like to put signs everywhere and I like them to be, you know, positive and lifting, you know, and just um, that self-talk is really big for me. So... Um, and enjoying the program that you're doing. If you if you feel like you're being deprived and cheated from it, you probably are. And nobody wants to be cheated. Cheryl, what started you on this health and wellness goal? Because I found that your why keeps you going. So I'm wondering what your why is, because I feel like that is something when you stay dedicated to it and you keep reminding yourself of it, that's what keeps driving you forward rather than giving up. Yeah, my mom has always, um, she was always one for health and wellness. She was, she used to go to a place in here in Michigan called Zerbo's when it wasn't cool. And it was back in the 70s, I think, or 80s. <laughs> and people thought, 
she was weird and she didn't care. She really was, you know, toned, tuned in on health and wellness. And, you know, there's, she wasn't perfect on it. There was, you know, um, she was a single mom and, you know, raising us and, you know, her comfort was food as well. So it became our comfort. And so, like I said, it wasn't perfect. The, the thing that really hit home with me is I had just done my first triathlon and I was ready to start training again that January. And I, I was just tired. You know, I was really tired and I had gotten sick and I was sick where like I was coughing for like an entire month. It was just like this cough that just like you saw stars. And my sister was doing this 30 days to healthy living program. And she says, you know what? I think you need to do this program and get this out of your system. And I said, you know what? I think you, I think I do. And I did the program. And within a week and a half, the cough was gone out of my lungs. And within two weeks, the eczema was gone, gone out of my feet. And I had lost weight, which is always a bonus. And, you know, so I had been praying actually for um, a business because I've always kind of been that entrepreneur. And I was sitting on my deck. And I just was just feeling like the Lord was saying, you know, this is what you've been praying for. And so I started the business. And the awesome thing is, is what before I started, I was, you know, just talking about how amazing I felt to different people and things like that. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And of course, I was sharing it with everybody and it was changing their lives. And that got me, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to change somebody's life and their health because of just not knowing what they didn't know and being able to really, you know, change your life for the better and health because, you know, I always say that our health is our wealth. And I think that that is something that we need to really make sure we're looking at and make sure, you know, there's, especially nowadays with the things going on in the world, you know, it's like a lot of the things that, that are causing these things are if you look at, you know, the diabetes rate in this, in this country, if you're looking at, um, you know, people that are, um, have a, a suppressed immune system, it's like, these are fixable things, you know, um, diabetic, you know, if you've been there, you know, if you're born that way or whatever, that's different, but you know, type two diabetes, these are fixable things. These are things we can work on and we can change. And so I want to be an, a change agent, <laughs> an agent for change, one one heart at a time. <laughs> well, you've been educating people through your own experiences. So many people, I mean, you've shared a lot of stories with me about people who, you know, their lives have changed. And not only that, but that helps change the dynamic in their household as well. You know, when they learn these healthy habits, they're also teaching the next generation this along the way as well. Yeah, and that's a that's a big passion of mine too. Um, I do my my garden table YouTube video, um, channel is new. You know, I have a passion for healthy living cooking, and I have a passion for teaching youth how to cook. And I used to do that at my home where I used to, you know, invite them over and we we would, I'd show them how to, you know, cook healthy because they came from, you know, parents that didn't know how, they weren't taught and that's, just, you know, it's just taught, it's learning, you know, and so I was doing that. And so um, I'm hoping that that's one of the things in 2021 that I want to grow is my YouTube channel, um, Healthy Living Garden to Table. I have one of my series is going to be called What's for Dinner. And because that's the biggest thing that people say is what's for dinner and they don't know. So when they do choose, it might not be the healthiest options and, you know, when and if they dig in their refrigerator and have the right things in their cupboard at all times, that it can always make something healthy. I mentioned earlier that you are training right now for your Ironman that I'm really proud of you for. What does something like that consist of and how are you getting ready for that too? Sure. So um, winter time is a different dynamic for training for, you know, I'm training for a half Ironman. I'm all half crazy, so I'm not doing the full <laughs> Ironman. <laughs> and so um, it's a different dynamic um, than obviously the summer. And so um, what I found when I first got into triathlon is I came from weight training. So I was really big into weight training. And, you know, I had a personal trainer at one time and he's like, Cheryl, I can train you harder than I do most men. And he goes, and you'll do better. He goes, not weight for weight, but endurance. And he goes, you'll take it better. He says, but your cardio is horrible. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I knew it was. And so one year I had asked, you know, my husband, I go, do you want to go to Niagara Falls for our anniversary? And he's like, why don't we buy bikes for each other? And I went, oh, you know, he hit me like, yes, that's what we're supposed to do. And that kind of started into the spiral of how I got into triathlon. Well, that first year when I did my triathlon, because I came from weight training, it was really like, I was strong. Like my, I, I was, a, my biking was really strong. And, um, you know, my running, eh, I'm not a runner. I am a swimmer and a biker. The running, I am a runner wannabe. And I'm, I'm just, my confession is I'm a runner. <laughs> and so, um, but um, I found that, the reason I was so strong at all of those was because of my strength training. So through the winter, I'll do strength training. And then I also have a, it's a trainer that you set your bike on. And then, so I'll be doing my bike riding. And when it's nice outside, I will be doing that. And then probably come spring, I will start the swim. I don't know. I might swim this winter, depending on the gyms and what the situation is there. But you know, it's, it's a different dynamic to swim up in open water than it is to do in a pool. So um, making sure um, the best time to, to drop weight when you're doing a triathlon is in the winter when you're not training hard because you're always hungry <laughs> you're always hungry when you're trying training because you're burning thousands of calories sometimes it's just it's by the time you do a half Ironman it is it's probably about two or three thousand calories that you burn in that one day at least well Ironman can be seven to eight thousand calories so you know you're hungry <laughs> So really trying right now, what I'm doing is um, I have this, I am building and developing things that right now, like um, making sure that I eat calorie deficient, but nutrient dense food that I'm eating. So um, doing that, I'm a soup person. I feel like that you're supposed to eat, you know, they, they say that when you're, when you're sick, you know, chicken soup, lots of fluids, vitamin C, vitamin D. And I say, why, why do you wait till you're sick? Why don't we do it now and build your immunity now and do that. So um, I have like two or three, probably two soups. I have in the fridge every single week. And so that's very nutritious, making sure I get all my vegetables and fruits to make sure that I, um, you know, you just kind of look at what do you do in the summer and you probably kind of should still do that. Taking my diet vitamin D3 and making sure that I come out of the winter strong and healthy, not just lean and you know, lost weight. I think that that's the biggest thing that you have to look at. I also, I'm going to have my blood tested this year to see, I ended up after I did my first triathlon, um, some of the problems that I had when I went to the doctor is I, um, a lot of athletes become um, anemic, was tired, you know, my first and second year, and I wasn't understanding why. So I, I went and got my blood tested and they said, you know, you're anemic. And I'm like, oh, wow. And so I've been working with that. It's been, it's been pretty good. And I do notice the difference when I work on it. So I, but I feel like you should always make sure you know where your numbers are make sure that you know, you know how your body is reacting to different things. So um, staying low on my, you know, my fats and doing healthy fats and things like that. It's a well-balanced program. So I love hearing about your journey, about how, you know, you came all this way and now you are not only building yourself up in this space, but serving so many people along the way as well, you know, through your coaching, your online programs. I'm so proud of you, Cheryl. Thank you. Yeah. Now my passion is to, there's a, there, it's, it's funny because there's a lot of overweight athletes because they think that because they're an athlete, they can eat whatever they want or because they're just so starved that they just binge eat because they don't know what else to do. And so being coaching those and making sure, you know, I'm and actually putting together um, a program right now for athletes so that want to lose weight. And like I said, it can be hard when you're training really hard to lose weight. So, but it's hard on your heart to be that heavy and do these endurance you know, sports, you know, so, um, you know, people, you know, can have heart attacks and, you know, even if, even if, you know, it's funny because I've seen people that are runners, marathon runners, and they're thin and, 
they're like, oh my God, he had a heart attack. I can't believe he was so healthy. No, he wasn't. He was skinny fat. You know, it's like he's skinny, but he's, his heart was so fat because he thought he could eat anything he, he wanted to, but that's not the truth. So yeah, it's a, it's a passion of mine and I'm, I'm excited for it. As we wrap up, Cheryl, do you have any other advice or tips you can share with our listeners? Monitor your mind. That's, you know, the biggest thing is um, I, I feel like journaling and having a planner. I know pe most people are all about their phones right now, but getting into this planner community um, that I've been in um, right now and it's just, it's a goal planner and I've never seen any, I usually that they're, you know, start at whatever time in the morning till the end or whatever. This is a goal planner too. And you can write everything in there, writing that down and monitoring what you're doing so that when you look, and it also has a, at the end of the week, it says, okay, what did you do this week? What went right? What went wrong? Can you change? It monitors what you do for the whole year. So at the end of the year, all those goals are met and they're hit. And if not, you know why. And as a, and I, again, like I said, instead of what might happen to you, you happen to life. And I think that's power. Listening to you today, something that I came out of it with is how powerful your mindset is in all of this and also self-discipline. They both go hand in hand and they're both keys that are so powerful in continuing to you know strive and hit these goals, especially throughout the year. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's why mine's disciplined because I, I need a little bit more. I do a triathlon for the love of try. So discipline there. It's like, if you don't do this, you're going to, you're not going to be able to do your sport, but I feel like it needs to go, go into the different other areas in my life so that I can flourish in those areas too. And Cheryl, where can people find you on social? So um, on Instagram, it's um, just my name, Cheryl Posick. And on Facebook, it's Cheryl Posick or Healthy Living Garden to Table is my page. And on YouTube, it's Healthy Living Garden to Table. Thank you again for joining me here today, Cheryl. I'm so glad those listening can be blessed by you today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. I appreciate you. And for those here with us, we are sending love your way. May your new year be filled with joy, peace, abundance, prosperity, and all good things in 2021. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day, everyone, and make today count. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.